0: Dot com slash GoogleTeacherPod, you can search the archive and check out the show notes for each and every episode of the Google Teacher Podcast. Thank you for your continued support, and may the Googles be with you.
1: Hey there, this is Danny Sunshine Bauer from Better Leaders, Better Schools, and the School Leadership Series, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in 3, 2, 1.
2: To episode 70 of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, your source for the latest Google for Education news, tips, tricks, and ideas you can use in your class tomorrow. I am Casey Bell from shakeuplearning.com.
3: And I'm Matt Miller from ditchthattextbook.com. And today we're going to be talking all about Google expeditions and tour creator, they all kind of go together. And we've got an expert on this, someone who has done lots of hands-on, firsthand work with with these. So we're going to be talking to Kim Matina. She is someone you may know from the Sweet Talk show out on YouTube. And she has been working with this stuff a lot and has lots of really good tips for us on using that. Of course, we've got Google News and updates. We've got feedback from our listeners. We've got some blog posts to share. It's going to be great, isn't it, Casey?
2: It's going to be awesome, y'all. Are you ready to go?
3: Yeah, let's do it.
2: Okay y'all, it is time for some Google News and updates which you may be feeling a little bit of withdrawal <laughs> for for your your Google fix one because, you know, things just sort of slow down in terms of updates during the holidays, but Also, our last episode, we had so much to share that it was all tips from the tribe, and we didn't even talk about Google News and updates. So we're going to try to catch you up. Um, There are a few things happening in the Google sphere. And the first thing that I want to share with you is that EDU and 90, which is Google's uh, YouTube video series, is back for season four. So, if you've never been to the Google for Education YouTube channel, they put out a series of videos called Edu in ninety. That the idea being ninety seconds long. So um, they're not all exactly ninety seconds. In fact, I think they're quite a bit more than ninety seconds. But um, you know, two to three minutes here, and they're just full of great tips. So. The, the latest video that they just put out in January is all about um, what has happened over um, the course of, of the last few weeks and getting you caught up with with Google for Education news. So be sure that you're subscribed to the Google for Education YouTube channel and you'll get notified when these videos come out.
3: Yeah, and it's such a good resource and, um, you know, quick hits, just lots of uh, lots of really good stuff there. So definitely check that out. We've got some news related to this product called Google Lens. If you haven't heard of it, um, you know, lens, camera, they all kind of go together and it does run out of your camera. So if, um, you know, if your students have access to mobile devices, if you carry one in your pocket, I bet you do. Um, this is something that you can have access to through the Google app. And what Google Lens has let you do is turn your camera almost into a search engine and into this powerful tool. And so what Google Lens has, has started doing is letting you search with, um, with your camera. So for instance, in this, uh, in this post that we've been checking out, uh, someone is using Google Lens to search what kind of dog that Someone has. And so they just, you know, turn it on, um, bring up the Google app and hit the little lens icon, which kind of looks like a red square with a blue dot in the middle of it. And based on what it's seeing live through the camera, it's able to identify that. So that's one cool thing it can do. It also has, um, OCR abilities, which is like the ability to turn text and images into actual text that you can manipulate and work with. So, you know, it, it shows how you can copy and paste text and even translate it that you look at straight through your camera. So there's a variety of things you can do. You can even, you can even use it to shop. Like if you see a pair of shoes that you love, or in this case, in this picture, um, they've got a, a picture of a lamp and then you're able to go off to, um, to a search where you are able to find similar things and actually purchase them. So it's a pretty cool thing. Um, if you're looking for quick answers in the classroom, quick answers in your everyday life, um, maybe being able to turn that text into something you can copy and paste, uh, it could be a pretty handy thing if you want to check that out. And so that is Google lens, which is available through the Google app.
2: That is super cool. Love Google Lens. You know, I heard something the other day, so I don't actually have a source for this, but I bet we could easily Google it and find out. But I did hear that Google is now making it possible to search with emo- emojis. That Really? That, yes. That you'll be able to, like, for instance, use the hamburger emoji and put near me and find hamburgers that are near you.
3: How about I that? Tried, I
2: haven't tried it. That just popped in my head as you were you were talking about that and being uh-huh. you know like a search engine, but that's where the world is going. And of course, you know the kids growing up right now they're thinking in emojis, which I do not. <laughs>
4: uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: so um, it's going to be an interesting shift, but um, it's also going to be interesting to see how this affects um, the world's largest search engine, which we all know is Google. So um, very very cool. Okay, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and talk about a resource from the Teacher Center, the Google for Education Teacher Center, which houses all kinds of free resources and trainings and things like that. And they recently released a new page on here that is all to support people learning how to use Google Forms. It's called um, The First Day of Google Forms. And Those of you who may be familiar with this idea, it's because they did this with Google Classroom as well. There's a page called First Day of Google Classroom. So this is First Day of Google Forms. And it, I would say it goes far beyond your first day, but it's definitely a great resource to share with other teachers who are just getting started or if you need a refresher, but also to pick up a few tips. So the first thing you're going to notice here are those video tutorials. So they've got, you know, how to get started with Google Forms, how to add questions, those very, very basic things. Then they've got the teacher's lounge and they have all kinds of quick tip tutorials like how to customize, how to insert images, how to create a custom confirmation message, um, adding feedback and quizzes, response validation. So it gets into more of the advanced features as well. And I know that the Google for Education team is also going to keep adding to this and building this page to make it even more useful. And of course, if you scroll on down, you're going to see links back to the Help Center, which is uh, still one of my go-tos. So when people ask me questions, and you know, I may know it in my head, but I want to send some documentation, I go to support.google.com and find exactly how Google explains it, and I'll share that. Um, and then the Help Forum, which we will learn a little bit later from our guest on today's Podcast Kim Matina is actually part of one of the, the the Google for Education expert teams that helps answer questions in some of these forums, which is pretty cool. And then, of course, um, just all of the resources that are here for you in the Google for Education Teacher Center.
3: Yeah, this is such a great resource and it's so cool that, you know, they've done this for classroom. They've done it for forms. I mean, if they continue to do this, this is going to be definitely, definitely a go-to option for a lot of teachers. So I'm going to wrap this up with one more quick little update. And this one has to do with something called Drive Beta that's coming out. And it talks about how, you know, sometimes you work with organizations or people that don't have Brace yourself! Don't have Google accounts. What? I know that's crazy. To those think people about
2: are this. not listening to this episode. I they, guarantee.
3: You. I know, I know, <laughs> but you might be working with some people like that, and so um, Drive Beta is going to make it so that uh, those those people, we bless their heart, uh, will be able to. <laughs> Did I do that? Well, Casey, the bless your yeah, heart,
2: you got to put a little, little more string on that. Well, bless our heart or bless his heart. Yeah. Yes. Drag okay, it out. I'll
3: work on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll <laughs> practice after this. Um, but they will be able to view, comment, suggest edits, directly edit your docs, sheets, and slides. Even if they don't have Google or Google accounts, so um, that is coming. And there's a link to an article about that, as well as everything else that we've talked about here in the news and updates at our show notes at GoogleTeacherTribe.com/slash/seventy. All right, Tribe, we are super, super excited, as always, hashtag super excited, to introduce you to today's guest. Today, we're going to be talking with Kim Matina, and you may know her from The Sweet Talk from YouTube, where she has been producing some episodes about using Google in the classroom. She knows her stuff, folks, and you're going to love all the stuff that she's going to bring. So, uh, Kim, can you tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do?
4: Yeah, sure. Thank you, Matt. Casey, thank you for having me on today. Um, I am a technology teacher um, at the Galloway Township Middle School in South New Jersey, so I'm from New Jersey, plus I'm a Google certified trainer and an educator, as well as a product gold product expert in the um, Google for Education and CS First help forum, so I help support their forums online. Um, And in the middle of all this, I try to help other, um, educators with my sweet talk show, um, to try to just share best practices, um, ed tech workflows, uh, G suite workflows, tips, tricks, or apps that people feel comfortable sharing with. And hopefully, um, other people can benefit from it. So just trying to pay it forward and help out other people along the way.
2: Well, we are, like Matt said, super excited to have you on, and you do know your stuff. And you know, I I love your podcast, and I love the tips. And you you share a lot of really cool things on social media as well. But you and I had a conversation not too long ago, and I'm pretty sure you have a big goal for 2019. Am I yeah, correct,
4: Casey? You are correct <laughs> about that one. <laughs> so t- tell us what that is. I would like to uh, apply for a Google uh, Innovator. Yay. So I would like, yeah, I have to keep, well, when Casey was on my show um, a few weeks back, she spoke about um, becoming a Google certified uh, educator, trainer, innovator, and went through the whole process. So that benefited me as well, because I am really interested in becoming an innovator. So I got a lot of good information from her during that connection. So that's my goal this year. You got to keep looking out on the website to see when it's available to apply, and hopefully I can use my show as my innovator project.
2: Oh, yeah. I th- I think you totally got this, and um, have they posted any that you are ready to apply to? Just curious.
4: No, not yet. It still says um, the 2018 schedule there.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah, that's Mm, yeah, I I hate waiting for that. Yeah. And, um, I'm not sure if you, you know this, Kim, but this whole podcast would not exist if Matt and I had not gone through the Innovator Academy together. So it's a, it's a great experience that I think we both recommend. So I'm excited and I know you're going to, you're going to reach that goal.
4: I hope so. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And of course, when, uh, when and if I do, I will uh, give you a shout out just because you guys uh, helped me out and given given me some pointers and some advice on how to how to how to you know really make the best of it.
2: Yeah, I told thanks. you she was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> she is. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: Matt, you're such a sweetheart. Oh, so man. no, yeah.
2: Let's let's talk a little bit about about your googliness. Tell us a little bit about your Google Spark. What got you interested in in using Google tools in the classroom?
4: At my previous job, we were a Google for Education school district. So as um, a tech coach, I felt like I needed to be the technology leader and support the teachers and the students using G Suite for education. So I pursued the, the trainer status and I got the trainer status. And then from there on, it was just you know, collaboration and different options that weren't available in the past. And um, just watching like students um, learn and communicate and collaborate together and share on projects and just the things that you can do within the G Suite apps just really made me want to dive more into it. So then at that point, I started, you know, presenting at different conferences Uh, providing more professional development to staff and, you know, support students. And then eventually I started my my Sweet Talk show because I felt like I needed more from my personal professional development that I wasn't getting. And I just felt like if I feel like this, then maybe I can help other people as well. So that's where the Sweet Talk kind of was born last year. I'm really like I'm learning so much from my guests that are on my show. Plus, I feel like I'm paying it forward by helping others as well. But I mean, and then then what happened to me was, which I was really um, excited about. I started, I applied for the the Google for Education Top Contributor Program, which now it's called um, the Gold Product Experts Program. And that really opened up a whole new world for me. Because it allowed me to learn from other users from around the world who posted questions about Google for Education in the help forum that needed help. And I was able to answer their questions. And I was able to assist them and, and help them through their issues. So that whole process really opened up my my um, options for me and made me more aware of, hey, you can do this too, and you can do that. And then once I learned from that community, I passed it along to staff at my school as well. And it just, you know, that really sparked my interests as well. So now through the forums, um, now I'm a pr- gold product act- expert. And I am a gold product expert in the Google for Education help forum, the CS First help forum, and the Jamboard help forum. So it really, it's really, it really, it really is a learning process, you know?
2: So you work all the time. I
4: work all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I do.
2: (laughs) No, that's awesome. And as you were saying that, I was grabbing a link for people who don't know what the product expert program is, Um, but you're basically answering questions for Google, so that's a big deal. And and to for Google to say, hey, you know enough to to answer these questions in our forums and help people, um, that that's that's a big tap on the back. And so kudos to you for that.
4: You know, it, it's not. I mean, I'm proud of that. Um, because I work with a whole bunch of other people that are. same status as me and it's our own little community so if um, you don't know something you can ask them Um, you can always go back and ask the team and everyone is so helpful and it's just another um, it's just another avenue to learn from so um, yeah I really I really enjoy um, helping in the help in the help forums I really do enjoy um, helping others and and that That platform really um, helps me just learn more and just kind of reach a broader audience.
3: And, you know, another thing that, 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 there's so much um, that that I want to ask you about and I want to hear about. And that's, that's definitely one of them. Another thing that, that you do or that you're, you're starting to do or maybe you have done is, um, doing some work with tour creator, which is something that I don't know probably enough about, but I'm fascinated by. And I was just curious if you could tell us a little bit for those that don't know what tour creator is, what it does, and then how you're using it with students.
4: Well, that's funny. You should ask that Matt, (laughs) because I am, um, we are right now, a, a Google for education pilot school, and I am piloting, um, the new features of Tour Creator and Google Expeditions. So with Tour Creator, um, it basically allows um, you to build customized 360-degree imagery tours. Um, So you can take your kids on a tour of your local um, community, maybe historic places within your neighborhood, um, or even create a tour of your school campus and have the kids learn about that environment using 360 degree imagery. So in a tour, you add different scenes and then in your scenes, you can add, um, overlay images. You can add audio, you can add narration and you can add descriptions of the points of interest that you're pointing out within the pictures. And it really gives the teacher, um, a powerful experience because it's customizable to their needs. Um, so tour creator is a free, um, tool, um, that you can you can explore you do have to have um, access to um, 360 degree imagery so you can uh, download the app for your phone if you don't have a 360 degree camera and you can you know take a panorama uh, picture of your environment and upload Mm -hmm. that to tour creator Um, but Mm -hmm. I'm using it right now with um, so as part of the pilot I have to create um, a tour So the tour that I'm creating is um, with the seventh grade science teacher of – it's called Mr. B's Backyard. And basically, it's a science classroom. It's a backyard science classroom, and it has its own ecosystem, and there's different types of um, species that live in there. There's two ponds in there. There's all different types of plants. And I'm creating this through um, tour creator – and it's going to show Mr. B's backyard throughout the seasons of the school.
2: Uh, can Kim, sorry, can we back up just a bit to make sure that everybody understands what Tour Creator is? Because um, I think people may be automatically thinking about the Google Earth
4: oh, tours. Yeah.
2: yeah. And so what you're talking about is actually a virtual reality creation yeah, tour, it's right?
4: Reality, um, it's a virtual reality tour that you customize and you create with, with your own pictures, your own narration, your own recording, and the students can just go through the tour through either the, um, the website. It's all accessible through the website. Um, So it's, it's really, it's very user-friendly. It's nothing like Google Earth. Um, Google Earth is uh, it, you know, Google Earth doesn't give you, Um, the customization as far as allowing you to upload your own images and your own narration, uh, Tour Creator does. So Tour Creator is is a little bit more customizable for your own needs.
2: Like creating your own Google Expedition.
4: Yeah, because Tour Creator um, can be um, uploaded into Google Expeditions. You know, if you create your own tour, Um, You can, you know, essentially upload that into Google Expeditions at some point, and then you can view your tour through the Google Google Expeditions app. There's a lot that you can do in Tour Creator. It's just that um, you have to just really dive into it and just really play with it. And then um, you can create playlists for your students to learn how to add scenes or delete scenes or add overlays, or add you know narration. You can add different sound effects. Um, that's what I did with with the student for my students at school. Um, so I kind of have like two projects going. One with the science teacher, and then the the students are going to be creating their own tour. And I created a playlist for them um, on different tasks to complete, so that they knew how to. To do, you know, add the uh, images or add the overlay narration, sounds, and things like that. Um, so, you know, it's a work in progress, but it is a really great tool to use. Even if you, even if you don't want to create a tour, you can just go in there and actually just see what it's about. You can, you can download templates, and you can um, go through the tours of the templates as well.
3: That's so cool. I
2: I, I was just curious to what are the biggest barriers with a tool like that? Um, You know, in terms of it's 360. um, Do you need certain devices or have you had any trouble with it? Any advice you can give other teachers who want to try it?
4: One benefit is that it's accessible via the web. So you don't need to download an app for it. Um, So that's one good thing. A barrier I would think would be you have to upload a 360 degree picture, into the scene, and some people may not have a 360-degree camera. So at that point, you have to download um, an app to your phone and take one of those panorama pictures of your surroundings and and kind of mesh it together. I don't know if I'm using the right terminology, and then upload that to to the scene in the tour. So that could be cumbersome at times. Um, another thing that I find could be a little bit of a of an obstacle is um, the pictures that you add to your scenes, they have to be in, I think they have to be in Google Drive, or they have to be downloaded to your device. You can't upload pictures from Google Photos yet, which I find to be a little inconvenient. That's
2: that's sort of what I found with some other um, 360 kind of things. So, um, but it, it's it's super cool that that's available.
4: Yeah, I mean it, it's available. It's just that you have to you have to like once you start playing with it and adding your scenes and your overlays, then you start looking for the familiar familiarities of it. Like you know, so d- can you upload? you know, a picture from drive. Can you do certain things within your Google account to connect to tour creator? And that's what you start looking for because you start looking for like a shorter workflow to make things a little bit more efficient. Um, And, uh, you know, I've, I've left the team feedback about that because I feel like, like all of my three hundred and sixty pictures are in my, my Google photos, not in drive. So I have Mm -hmm. to actually go to Google photos. I have to download them or i have to put them in drive and then upload them into tour creator so i'm doing like you know two or three steps before i even get the picture into tour creator so it, it would be nice if it was all connected um so you know you just give the team feedback on things like that and then you know hopefully they um take that into consideration for the next version of it but it really is
3: and you know um to, to kind of transition a little bit, since we've been talking about Tour Creator, um, you shared a lesson with us that has to do with Google Expeditions, sort of an introduction into Google Expeditions, which I know a lot of folks probably listening to this are interested in digging into a little bit. So can you tell us about that lesson?
4: Yeah, so at my school, um, I wanted teachers to be able to feel comfortable with Google Expeditions. So I created a lesson just for teachers to get started, <laughs> and basically that's great. It just tells them in the um, in the resource I created a, a presentation on what you need to do in order for you to have your kids experience Google Expeditions, and basically um, I tell them to check out the what the spreadsheet of all the listed um, Google VR tours and AR tours. Let me know what they want. To, to implement with their students, I get it ready for them on the, on the teacher tablet. I would download it onto the teacher tablet, and then basically um, they start to the tour, the kids join, and they're off and running. I, I find a lot of the teachers, um, they're nervous about using something like this because they feel like they have to have something prepared. Um, and I try to tell them, you don't have to prepare anything. There's nothing for you to do. And that's why I created this <laughs> presentation, because in the tours, whether you're doing a VR tour or an AR tour, um, there's cards that you read from that, that um, help you um, teach the lesson. So,
2: Yeah, the teacher's yeah, guide. Yeah, the teacher's
4: guide. There's, teacher, there's cards in the lesson so that you can ask your kids um, questions um, and the questions. Some of the tours have beginner, uh, intermediate, and advanced questions. Um, there's descriptions in there of the different points of interest that you're um, talking about. So there's really no um, tech preparation as far as the content's concerned during the um, during the expedition. Um,
2: and and by the way, everyone. So she shared this lesson with us, which will be in our show notes at Google Teacher Tribe dot com slash 70 and there is a link to the presentation that kim is referring to which is fabulous so if you're needing a little bit of that introduction for your teachers to help them better understand google expeditions um she has shared that with us and kim is it okay if other people use this
4: oh sure yeah yep no problem
3: Awesome. Very good. So as we, as we sort of wrap up here, um, Kim, I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell people a little bit about your show, just because I think that it's such a great resource. Um, it's something that's out there on YouTube and I don't really see much of anything that's, that's totally like that. So can you tell them a little bit about the show?
4: Oh, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to to mention it.
3: Of
0: course. Um, yeah. so I
4: do my show it's, it's called the sweet talk. Um, and you can visit the website if you Google the sweet talk, or if you just type in bit.ly slash the sweet talk website, um, it'll show up. And basically my show, um, just really, I like to keep it to like a half hour show. Um, sometimes we run over a little bit, um, and it's just someone or myself, um, going over an ed tech tip. Uh, or a Google for Education um, tip, trick, app workflow that can help other educators in the classroom. Um, So I try to schedule uh, people as much as I can on the show, Um, and I also have it as a podcast. So when I'm done with the show, I put it on Podbean and on Google Play Music, and it's available there as well. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can also su- subscribe to my mailing list. Um, I, I started that over winter break. So now, if you subscribe to my mailing list, I'll send you the, uh, the latest information to your inbox as well. And um, you can also be a guest on my show. So, all of that information is available on my website. And if you'd like to be a guest, I would love to have you on to help others in in their technology education or their tech integration, uh, uh, journey in the classroom.
2: That's awesome. Thank you so much, Kim, um, for all that you do to help, every educator in, in your own school and through the product forums and through your podcast. And I I think that's, um, that's the spirit of what the Google teacher tribe is all about. We're all learning together and, um, we are very grateful to have you on the podcast and for, for sharing your, your lesson and your ideas.
4: Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Matt. I really appreciate it. And we got to do this again. It was a lot of fun.
3: That it was fun. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Kim.
4: Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Okay, Matt,
2: it is time to dig into the mailbag and see what questions. I love questions. The I know, I know. Me too. I love hearing from our listeners and the tribe. Your questions or ideas are always fabulous. And I have one really special one to share today from Andrea Thermis. She is from Big Lake, Minnesota. Hope you're staying warm up there, Andrea. And oh. um, she's a science teacher. So I really love this idea that she shares on how she is um, recording the science lab directions in videos and posting them on YouTube. And then of course she's doing a little app smashing with my favorite tool, Google Slides. So check this out.
1: Hi Matt and Casey. I had an interesting idea for specifically science teachers, but this could probably be applied to other areas. So whenever I do labs with my students, you give them a set of directions, you demo it, and then you kind of send them off on their own, and then you end up answering tons and tons of questions. So I had the idea to record myself demoing the lab And then basically doing it in step-by-step clips. So then I would upload each clip into YouTube, and then I would create a Google slide deck where each step was on a separate slide, and then in between those slides was the written directions. You can amp it up a little bit more by adding closed captions to help students that are a little bit more visual or maybe have some hearing problems. So I thought that was a great tip that I'm excited to utilize in my class and wanted to share that from Big Lake, Minnesota
2: okay, isn't that like a super cool idea? I don't even teach science, but I'm like, this is great. Science teachers um, will, will love this. I know it's always difficult with labs and things like that to get all of your directions in one place to help kids have that as a resource and to make it digital at the same time. So I think this is a, a fabulous way to not only use YouTube to your advantage, but, you know, cloning the teacher by recording that video so you're not repeating yourself over and over again and then using Google Slides to back that up.
3: Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Brilliant. Totally love it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The mailbag is good this time. It is so good because we got that one from Andrea. And then now we've got one from Rochelle. Rochelle Dean Poth from Pittsburgh. And it's one about a Spanish class. I'm so excited. And now this one doesn't have to necessarily go to a foreign language class, but she has some amazing ideas here for Global collaboration. There's app smashing. I'm just going to stop talking and let Rochelle take this. Go ahead.
1: Hi, this is Rochelle Dene poth from Pittsburgh. And I just wanted to share something that I thought was really cool with Google. Uh, For my classes this year, we were doing a collaborative presentation where we were going to share a trip that students in Spanish 4 were planning for people that we connected with in Argentina and what it would cost for them to travel from there to Pittsburgh and to add in some different ways that they could explore and we wanted to do things with like virtual reality and add in some different features like polls or a collaborate board so i had the idea to use nearpod but for students to be able to kind of work together we had to figure out a way to do that so we set up a google slides presentation the students had their uh, work that they put into it and then whenever they were finished putting in all of the information about how to travel and where to stay and fun facts, then we use the Chrome extension and Nearpod eyes, the Google collaboration that they had done. And then they added different activities and virtual field trips into the Nearpod lesson. So then we share that with the students in Argentina uh, who had never used Nearpod. And then they created their own and sent it back to us. So very fun to do to get the students to collaborate together and work on something that was really awesome and share between us and the students in Argentina.
3: Oh my goodness. This There's so much good stuff in this idea. I mean, you've got the collaboration, you've got the global connections, you know, the collaboration within your class, but also with kids in a whole other country. Um, I love how she used the the Nearpod eyes, Chrome extension to take those Google slides and put them into Nearpod to you know basically make the the most of what both of those had to offer and then sending it to our students in Argentina and then getting it back i mean there are lots and lots of miles like thousands of miles traveled with that activity oh my goodness i could go on and on about this it's so cool
2: yeah yeah it is I, like there's so many ingredients in mm-hmm. this you know it's making me think of emerald legacy i am do you know where i'm going bam yes awesome thank you for sharing that and thank you all um we don't always have enough time to fit in because we get a lot of things in the mailbag but keep them coming we love to hear from you and we will keep sharing these in our episodes
3: All right, we're just about to wrap this episode up, but we wanted to share a couple of quick blog posts with you. For me, it is a continuation of a tradition. Uh, for the last six years, I saw this in this post, and I just had to do a double take. For the last six years, I have done a wrap-up at the end of the year for the Ditch That Textbook blog. I can't believe I've been blogging for six years. That's like nuts, Oh, right? And You got me, babe. Yeah, <laughs> not by very much, though, I don't think. Um,
2: Yeah, I'm about to hit five years. Nice.
3: Very good. And um, so I did one of these best of 2018 where I looked at my um, statistics from my blog to find the top 10 blog posts. Casey, I believe you did something similar of like things that you may have missed in 2018, right, on the Shake Up Learning blog?
2: Yeah, I do the same thing. It's a really cool way to reflect, you know, as a blogger. Yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. And so I do, uh, with mine, I do the top 10 posts from the year, but then I also do a little reflection on the year, like where I've been and, um, you know, where people are viewing my blog from and different things like that, different things that have happened throughout the year. So, um, So if you're either new to the Ditch That Textbook blog, or if you want to maybe check out some things that have been popular that you might have missed, I've got 10 posts there that have gotten the most traffic on the blog. So you can go check that out in our show notes.
2: Okay. I have a blog post, but it's not really a blog post. It's a link to a free webinar. So uh, I took one of my most popular blog posts from 2018 and turned it into a video-based webinar all about Google Classroom. So it's called Five Things to Know About the New Google Classroom. I will tell you, it's way more than five, but um, that was where it started. That's where uh, it began in its, its infancy when we first started hearing about all the updates that were coming out. And then when they finally came out, what they really were. So I just did a quick overview. It's a 30-minute webinar over all of the updates. So if you haven't had time to catch up, because you know it all happened like right when school started. So if you want to get just that quick overview, learn a little bit more about all of the features of Google Classroom, you can check that out. and of course, we have the links to everything in our show notes at googleteachertribe.com slash 70. Well, I think that wraps up episode 70 of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. And what a fabulous episode. So many things to learn from Kim. She is such a sweetheart and so dedicated to helping teachers. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that I love most about my job is just that teachers in general are all about helping students and helping each other. And it's, it's such a good feeling to feel like you can you can help people and and make a difference and so I loved having Kim on the show she is fabulous by the way if you have not followed her be sure that you go check out her her podcast on YouTube and check our show notes for all of the amazing things that she shared with us today
3: yeah absolutely and you know Casey did you realize that we just put a zero at the end of our list of numbers of episodes we're on number seven that's crazy right isn't that crazy Uh,
2: yeah yeah what's what's crazy is that we have found 70 spots on our calendar to meet (laughs) (laughs) the stars have aligned 70 times (laughs) that is the
3: craziest thing of all of it that's true and uh we we of course have loved having all of you along uh for the ride and um we've learned an awful lot from from our tribe too so um you know, Definitely do continue to keep in touch with us at the GT Tribe hashtag on Twitter. Please do go to GoogleTeacherTribe.com and leave us a voice message if you have any questions or are doing anything cool with Google that you'd love to share with us. And other than that, we will see you on the next episode of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. Bye, y'all.